1: a Celtic State of mind on this Tuesday afternoon I'm delighted to be back and I'm delighted to be joined by James, Lawrence and Liam Um, I've been off for a couple of weeks James I know you have too Paul John has been covering the Tuesday hosting duties and wow What a change, it's certainly never quiet in the world of Celtic. I don't know about you guys, I had expected a summer discussing transfer speculation, incomings, outgoings, some tweaking to the squad as we prepared for another season under Ange. But how wrong was I? We find ourselves back to covering incoming manager speculation, and that's what we'll be doing this afternoon. Um, James, I remember so clearly being on here before, um, probably slightly before your Axon time. discussing Eddie Howe and that saga and the eventual appointment of Postecoglou, speculating over him and how successful he would be or otherwise. And that feels like just yesterday. But here we are again, back in the managerial appointment. Merry-go-round. So, James, I'll come to you first because you've not had an opportunity like I have to discuss how we're feeling about this and feeling about some of the potential names that are being mentioned. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts in the chat as well so please do keep them coming in. Obviously speculation over the last day or so is heavily linking Brendan Rodgers with the return. Um, it's been reported that Nicholson and Mackay have been out in Spain meeting with him and that a potential meeting with Dermot Desmond is happening in London today for all of those on Twitter who are, who are tracking flights. Um, that's where we're getting that information and you don't do that unless the appointment is very much serious
0: and on the cards do you James? Yeah it seems like the barrage of names getting thrown into the hat seems to be sort of dying down now and it's just those who are in the frame the front runners really are just the ones that we're getting the major reports on it seems like it's going to be Maresca or Rogers which they wouldn't have been my two preferred choices I didn't get a chance to say it. I was off last week but Graham Potter or Jesse Marsh they were my two sort of main choices but they seem to have been sort of frozen out Potter perhaps he wanted a unit of football so I don't think it would have been him and red flags came up when they were looking at Jesse Marsh so he's not an option but Rodgers seems like he's going to be the man and no doubt it'll be very very divisive to say the least but like it'll provide a bit of continuity because when he was the last time was, he dominated Scottish football he really grabbed Scottish football by the scruff of the neck and dominated it and he's the perfect man to take over from and to continue what was a dominant season, a treble, every trophy won. And Brendan Rodgers, it'll be interesting to see what he would do with a crack at the Champions League this season because his previous two attempts at it weren't very successful but Andrew's most recent attempt at the Champions League wasn't successful either. It seems like Celtic are just sort of cursed in the Champions League at the last sort of 10 years. But Rodgers coming in, it'll be interesting to see how the fans react. It'll be very split probably 50-50 down the middle but Mm. he seems like he's going to be the man that provides a bit of continuity of attacking football because he's shown that he can do it at Celtic and at Leicester he mustn't forget he won an FA Cup nearly got them Champions League football as well from a team that really wasn't good enough to get Champions League football if we're being honest so it seems like Brendan Rodgers will be the man
1: It does seem like it's his if he wants it anyway, Lawrence, and I think James has used the word that I've been using every time I've talked about this over the last week or so. We've been asked on various mainstream media outlets for our opinion Um, and the word that I've been using a lot is divisive. I think this will be a very divisive appointment. I think for a lot of people it's very hard to forget the way in which he left us and the circumstances under which he left us last time round. And to welcome him back after all of that is going to be a very difficult step for a lot of people to take. The one thing that I think I have noticed recently, which has surprised me, is a sort of softening to the feeling towards Brendan Rodgers. And I think that might have a little bit to do with the way Ange left. I think there's maybe a little bit more apathy amongst the support towards the manager. It's made people aware that this emotional connection is... Is a bit of a facade it's a job it's a career for everyone regardless of what they say be that Rodgers or Postecoglou, ultimately they're looking out for themselves and their own career development and i think fans are recognizing that slightly more um but i am surprised in the way that the feeling towards Rodgers does seem to be turning i put a poll up on twitter over the last couple of days um asking whether people would accept Brendan Rodgers back now as a manager. Um, it receives over 8,000 votes and 74% of them were in favour of him being reappointed. And I think when you saw similar polls when he was the first announced as a potential candidate, there was much more 5050. And I don't know whether this is to do with people softening towards him or whether it's slightly to do with the other names on the list. Is there no one else who's inspiring enough on that list that is making people think... Lawrence, well, fine. maybe we do accept Rogers back.
2: I think it's maybe to do with people like to back winners and they, they know Brendan's owner. You know, he gave his invincible treble yeah, in his first season, so yeah, we know the, the quality of the manager, <laughs> and I think that's got a lot to do with it. it is that, you know, he's arguably achieved more than Ange did at Celtic the first time round. You know, there's questions about quality opposition but uh, certainly it's first season invincible treble football was amazing to watch can he build an Angie's team and change it can he win the trophies that angie missed out on can he you know win the bragging rights the toe-to-toe cup the Beale you Week. Know, I'm pretty sure he will if he's the man and he seems to be the man you know uh, for all you know we say Angie's team is brilliant you know the you feel that sometimes it missed a wee bit of steel it's definitely something that could be built upon and Rodgers wherever he's going seems to improve a squad initially when he takes over so yeah could be ideal for him to come in and take us to the next level
1: Could be and I think one thing that we have talked about on this before since Postacoglu has left Liam is do we need to take the emotional aspect out of appointing a football manager and just focus on the footballing Mm -hmm. element of it um, and we'll come on to whether his footballing element thing, side of things really even stacks up. But firstly, looking at you know the emotional attachment to it. Something that Kevin said on yesterday's bulletin is that you know managers are assets who disappear like players do, um, and I think that's really true. So I think that means that the backroom is really key, both in terms of coaching and sports science, um, the analysts, the coaches. You know they are fundamental in the way teams play. And you just have to see how many people are on the pitch, you know, when Celtic lifts a trophy to realise the work that goes in behind the scenes is fronted by one person. So I think what we've seen over the last few seasons is that managers at Celtic tend to be a bit short-lived. And maybe that's something that we need to accept going forward, that if they do well over two years, they're going to get an offer to go to a bigger league and move to test themselves, and if they do badly, they're going to spend a year or so and then be removed from their position. There's not really much room for the in between of in Glasgow, so it goes one or two ways. Is that something that we need to, to accept now, Liam? That that's the way things are.
3: Well, I mean, there's um, there's a few different ways you can look at it. But first of all, yeah, the it's the it, we've seen it before with our players. You know if players can come, come to scotland and play really well for a year or two they'll get snapped up by an english team just you know virgil van dyke victor wanyama it's happened before it'll happen again but now we've progressed to a point where it's happening with managers as well
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's the thing i am delighted that we've won another treble i'm delighted that we are going to continue probably winning trebles in the in the near future but the price of that is our management is going to become something of a revolving door because you do two or three years total domination at Celtic, you are going to get snapped up by a team like Spurs. That's just the nature of it, unfortunately. Um, now, with the Brendan Rodgers thing, um, any yeah. Uh, any children of the 80s like me here will notice I'm wearing a Decepticon t-shirt here to talk about Brendan Rogers. <laughs> Um But look, jokes aside, um, I'm really torn on this one because um, maybe I've been in Japan too long, okay? But there's a thing over here that you do not leave a job mid-contract. Just you don't do it, right? Like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm an English teacher my main job, and if i was interviewing for another job they would say what is your current contract status and if i say well i'm under contract until february they would say oh well that's no good we need somebody to start in november like the idea of you breaking the contract is just such a such an, a, an abominable idea to them that you don't do it and to me that's the difference between Ange and Brendan Rodgers. Ange waited to the end of the season. Now, could he have handled it better? Possibly, but you know, I think he got us through the season, got us the got us the treble, and then said, "Right, job done. I'm off." No happy about it, but I think he handled it the right way. Whereas Brendan Rodgers, the minute a mediocre English team comes in for him, isovski, regardless of yeah. Celtic's state at that time. And as I say, maybe I've been in Japan too long, but I picked up a bit of that mindset that disloyalty is just something that really, really, really grates me.
1: I think Um, that's it. And I think that's, um, James, I think that's a really key point, which is why disappointment is going to be divisive. Because I think fans place a lot of emphasis on loyalty. We respect loyalty. We admire loyalty. And everything that Brendan said during his first time round suggested that he had that loyalty and that passion and that commitment to the club and then his actions said the complete opposite of that. That's hard for fans to get over, isn't it, James?
0: I think I'm in a similar boat to quite a lot of fans in the fact that the fans have lost trust with the Celtic board, much like Brendan Rogers did. Brendan Rogers won every trophy possible in Scotland, but all he had left to do was make the strides in Europe, and he wasn't getting the funding to do that. It was an impossible task to make those strides in Europe. He would have just been staying at Celtic and doing the same thing over and over and over, winning all these trophies, he would have had some more ambition to try and push on and really do something, get a second crack at English game. So, as sort of times gone on, it sort of healed the wounds that Brendan Rodgers left, and I've started to understand the reasons why he left. It was really fallouts with the Celtic board. It'll be interesting to see. If he is back to the same extent that Ange was when Brendan comes into Celtic, because the board will know this is why Brendan left last time. We really need to do all we can to give Brendan this money because we know what he wants. He's won all these trophies in Scotland already. It's the European strides that he wants to make, which is what we were expecting from Ange this season. And it'll be the same expectations of Brendan Rodgers to really do something in the Champions League. So the, the wounds of Rodgers have sort of healed for me. I'm not at a full point of forgiveness yet, but. I get it, is the point I'm trying to make.
1: Yeah, no, I think a lot of people are in that, a very similar position. But even if we take that emotional aspect of it, the fact that we feel let down, the fact that we let, felt betrayed before, if we put that to one side and just look at Brendan as a manager, as a footballing manager, in the footballing sense, you can assess whether he's the right person for the job in that regard as well. Um, and I've seen a lot of debate about whether, you know, he is going to be the person to continue what Ange Postacoglu was building here because I really think that Ange Postacoglu was building something special. It was well on its way, but I don't think that we got to the end of this project by any stretch of the imagination. And what I'd like to see come in is someone who can continue that project. And there's been a bit of debate about whether Brendan Rodgers is the person who can do that. Um, one of you know some of the opinions that I've seen is that you know, the football that he played, particularly towards the end of his tenure, wasn't really that great in that second season. You know, he won like 24 out of 38 games. Was it starting to come apart from a bit here? Um, you look at his signings, you know, some of the players that we had in that squad at the time that were brought in. I mean, names that I've, I've seen are Wea and Toljan and Arzani and Shved and Malumbu and Morgan, Bayo. Gutman, Perez, Benkovic, Burke, you know, there's a very long and uninspiring list of players within that squad at the time. Um, so if we're just looking at things from a purely footballing perspective, Lawrence, is Brendan Rodgers the right man for the job? He certainly won't be given time to settle in. There's no trial period. You know, he got that first time around. I don't think he'll get it the second time around. Um one of the comments coming in um, from Adelaide Tim, and saying good evening from Oz there'll be immediate unrest if Brendan Rogers doesn't hit the ground running in a similar style, thank you for the comment, please do keep them coming in because I think that's true, it's something that we've just touched on he will not get that bedding in period, there is no trial period, he needs to come in and hit the ground running if he is appointed Lawrence.
2: Yeah, listen I think he won well from a football point of view, definitely he's a proven winner but I'd go back to something that Liam said on loyalty. It cuts both ways. You remember when Lenny wasn't doing well, and many people just just get rid of him. It wasn't see out his contract, it was get rid of him. So we expect loyalty if the manager's doing well, but if he's not doing so well, the loyalty's got to, you know, unless it cuts both ways, you can see why managers go, well, if I wasn't doing well, they would be the first people shouting for me to get out the door. But yeah, from a football point of view, I think, you know, there was rumours at the end of his first season things weren't happy. You know, he certainly didn't have the relationship with Peter Lowell that Gordon Strachan had. You know, it wasn't working well. Let's hope he's got a better relationship with Michael Nicholson than he had with Peter Lowell. And and, and some of the players you mentioned, particularly Fred. you know, Rogers didn't know anything about him. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, a lot of those signings, you know, I'd be surprised if they're, if they're Brendan signings. So, from a po- footballing point of view, Yeah definitely I think he is the right man An invincible treble you know that's what he delivered last time we've got the funds to build on Angie's team you know teams are never finished I suppose it does feel that Angie's project wasn't finished but the team's never finished you know there's always improvements to get made obviously with the exception of liquidation then that finishes the club but outside of that it's never finished it's always a work in progress what can we do better next season can we go further
1: I think something that we've seen, um, Liam, is our transfer business has certainly improved under Postacoglu. I think we've went from the previous seasons, and that's not just Rodgers, Rodgers and Lennon, and even probably slightly before that, our transfer business was very hit and miss. For every good player we were getting, we were probably getting two, or maybe even three that didn't quite work out. And I think we shifted that balance when Postacoglu came in, Liam. I think what we saw under him was a really successful transfer policy Okay, there's maybe one or two that didn't quite work out, but the vast majority of the people that Ange brought in haven't just been successful. They've really enhanced the team. So I think what we're seeing is that the transfers under Postacoglu have been fantastic. He was apparently promised £30 million this summer to build on that, and the thought of Ange Postacoglu with £30 million was exciting to me. I was excited to see what he could do with it. Are we as excited to see what Brendan Rodgers can do with it? Or... Do we think that since the last time Brendan Rodgers was in position, the infrastructure we've had behind the scenes in terms of how we scout, how we recruit, how we get players in, has that changed under Postecoglou, and is that here to stay under the new manager, whoever that might be? And is that the important thing, rather than the person at the helm?
3: Well, you see, that that's that's my biggest concern. That is where I will slightly take issue with people who are saying that. Look, putting the emotion aside. And, you know cards on the table i don't i don't like brendan rogers as a person right i don't but if he becomes our manager i'll get behind him because that's what football fans do right but i i personally don't want him here and it's not just an emotional reason there's there's a rational sort of logical reason behind it as well and that is that the key to our success under Ange has been the ability to delve into and exploit untapped markets. Japan, Korea, we've been making overtures to Australia and North America, right? Um, those are those were all areas that we would have de- delved into even more with Ange. And the good thing is, you know, with 30 million, Ange could have probably signed eight or nine players of top quality level with that right brendan rogers is coming from the english premier league where realistically that will get you two or three players Mm -hmm. and i and i don't want this is not an anti-english thing because i certainly it's not that it's just i I don't like the way the epl does business transfer fees salaries everything is grossly overinflated because they've got a TV contract that is just ridiculous for the product that's on offer. Um, And unfortunately, if Brendan Rodgers comes in, he's gonna start signing players from England again. And the reason we've been so successful in the last couple of years for me, well, one of the main reasons is that we have gone places that other clubs haven't. You know, recently we've had Hearts, Motherwell, other other teams looking at the japanese market because celtic blazed that trail right you know asia there is still korea we've only signed you know recently we've only signed one korean player but there's a damn sight more decent players in korea um you know china's not quite there yet but it's a developing market that's going to be something to look at in a year or two But I just worry if it's Brendan Rodgers, we're we're going to go back to signing cast-offs from Leicester and Sunderland and, you know, English mediocrity, which will be enough to get the job done in Scotland, but it will not make an impact in Europe. And it will not be particularly exciting to watch either.
0: Can I just pick up on that point there on the transfers? I think if... The reason a lot of the signings under Rodgers were really poor is because he wasn't backed enough or the business was done without his input when you get a guy like Marianne Shved coming in and Brendan Rodgers says his press conference he doesn't really know anything about him. If Brendan, Brendan Rodgers with a penny pinch in Celtic board compared to Brendan Rodgers with a bankroll of £30 million pounds to spend it will be a very different outlook because he would be able to get the Timothy Castagna instead of a Jeremy, a Jeremy Tolian on loan he'll be able to get the John McGinn instead of the Yusuf Malumbu on a free I think it will be a very different outlook and if Rodgers can get the players he wants instead of the penny pinching backup option then it could be some real success
3: that, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. the underlying point I'm trying to and I, I see what you mean, James. I totally I totally get where you're coming from. But the underlying point for me is that somebody like Ange, or dare I say it, someone in the Ange mould like a Kevin Muscat would be able to get much better value for that thirty million because he would be going to markets that are out with Brendan Rogers' sphere. Brendan Rogers will primarily sign players from Western Europe because that's the markets he knows. And in the Western European markets, 30 million, if you're going top-level players, that'll get you two or three players max. You could buy a whole team in Japan for that.
1: Hmm. I think it would be really concerning to lose that knowledge of the markets that we've utilised so brilliantly over Angie's tenure. And I think that's something that, again, about the importance of the infrastructure behind the scenes. If we do have the scouting capability in these markets, if we do have scouts who know the Japanese market well, even the, the upcoming Chinese market, as you say, the Korean market, what we need to have is to make sure that Celtic have that knowledge across the globe. And we're not relying solely on the manager to provide market knowledge, which is why you know, when a manager moves on, if you've got that infrastructure, that ability, that knowledge sitting behind the scenes, you aren't losing that knowledge the minute the manager chooses to leave. And I would hate for the situation to be that just because Angie's left is that we lose our knowledge of the Japanese market. I absolutely hope that is not the case and that we do have our continuing to to scout and look over there because I think what we've seen, that is where there's real talent to be found and real talent at good prices. Lawrence, do you have any concerns about losing that knowledge, losing the influence in that market? And do you have concerns about the us be more limited than the pools we're fishing in under a manager like Rogers?
2: I don't have concerns about losing a knowledge. You know, Tosh and team they've been scouting, they've been watching these guys indeed, it looks like we're going to make a signing without a manager. So, you know, we're still in touch with other markets. What I would say is, when Ange came in, we needed nine players. We we're in a different place. He's left in a much better place. You know, maybe Ange would spend £30 million on nine players and Rogers will spend it in three. That, you know, if it's three top level players that are walking into that team, it would make a huge difference to us. You know, and interestingly, John McGinn flew into Glasgow yesterday, so you know, Desmond's flew in today. Who knows? Maybe we'll announce uh, Brendan Rogers' first signing, John McGinn. But I, I think Brendan, it, while he personally doesn't have as big a knowledge, you know, he'll will, he'll will have a look at the scout reports and see what he thinks. He may have a bias towards Western markets, but. We, did need, we need a bit of improvement for the, the European level. Maybe we need that, a bit more experience. You know, We are in a much different place from when Ange is is over, thank goodness. You know, Ange has completely rebuilt the squad. Brendan only really needs to t- tweak it. He doesn't need to rebuild it.
1: It feels a bit more like that, James. We've got comments coming in um, on YouTube saying Mark Lowell was as instrumental in identifying signings as Ange was. I think, I think that's right. I think we have seen a bit of a shift in terms of how we do business behind the scenes, regardless of whether it's Ange in charge, Roger's in charge, someone else in charge. I think our recruitment market, our scouting market, our signing of players is a lot better. We don't tend to see them leaked very often. We don't see long, drawn-out sagas. We just see the manager identifying a player, or whoever identifying a player, if it's Tosh or one of the other scouts, they identify the player And the business tends to be done. And if they don't want it done, then we move on. An example of that, obviously, being Riley McGree. And then we went and got Matt O'Reilly instead. Yes, perhaps, well, you know, it was Andrew who identified someone like Riley McGree. It wouldn't have been him fully involved in the negotiations and trying to bring the player on board. That's done by other people who make up the the backroom and the support. It's them who are doing that. And what we saw there was the, the minute that player showed any sort of hesitation, they moved on very quickly and found the next player. So there is signs that even without and we are operating better in the transfer markets.
0: Yeah, it'll be, as you mentioned, Mark Law will be a massive contributing factor to that. The City Group is a global network. They have clubs all over the world, there's scouts everywhere in the world, each continent, so I have no doubts that Celtic's sort of recruitment factor will still be top notch but another thing on Brendan Rodgers he likes a statement signing when he first came into Celtic there was a few statement signings in that first season and with his connections down in England I don't think that could necessarily be a bad thing it was Rodgers' connection with players down south that secured us Scott Sinclair for £4.5 million who went on to be a top player for the club for two good seasons and he was one of the standout players in Europe as well they also... The statement signing of Moussa Dembele, who was a phenomenal player, perhaps one of the best strikers we've seen in quite a while. So, uh, Brendan's first few signings will be something to keep an eye on. It will be interesting to see his connections and got that actually work. It, if there's another former player, perhaps from Leicester, perhaps an old target, and Timothy Castagna, maybe could be someone we bring in. That will be very interesting to see what direction Brendan sort of takes.
1: Yeah, it definitely. Well, and I think another thing to think about is that are we getting a better Brendan Rodgers this time round? Obviously, he left us. He had some relative success at Leicester before it did go downhill in his, his final season. We've got a comment coming in again on YouTube um, saying, Rodgers have two fifth place finishes, semi-final of a European competition, FA Cup and Community Shield trophy. The man's honour speak for themselves. A great appointment and it's a very valid point being made is that he did go down, he did have success in a top league the English league Um, it did go downhill towards the end we all know that but that doesn't take away from the success he did have when he first went down and even the bad last season there will have been learning experiences from that as well Liam so do you think this time round, we're getting a, a better Brendan Rodgers for as much as we can criticise some of the, the footballing aspect of things when he was here first time round. that's you know been four or so years now. He's had a lot of success since then. Are we getting an even better quality manager than we saw the first time round?
3: I would hope so. Um, you know, I think that now, again, this is going to come off as me sounding better whatever, but... A league where finishing fifth is considered a massive achievement, to me that that speaks more to the problems with English football than it does to a manager's ability, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think he's obviously learned from the experiences he's had. He took a mediocre club and made them slightly less mediocre. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's a better manager, and on paper, he probably is the best of the candidates available as far as we know at the moment, it just doesn't excite me. We've been down this road. We've had a Brendan Rodgers Celtic team, and it was good for a couple of years, but it started to go stale. And I don't know, I just... I want to be excited about this, but I'm not. And the statement signings, as we mentioned, right? If Rogers comes in and his first signing is an American, an Asian, or an Australian. I'll think, good, he's clearly learned, he's clearly listened to those around him and he's clearly taken on board that Celtic cast a wider net now. If he's first signing as a cast off from Leicester, I'll be worried.
1: I think, James, I think finishing fifth, in all fairness to Brendan Rodgers, I think finishing fifth in that league is a, 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 diff- a big achievement um, with a team like Leicester. I think he did very well. We have to give him credit for that. And maybe if we'd had a manager who wasn't used to the pressure of needing to win every single week and needing to win every single game, different. But Rodgers has had that because he's had that here from the first time round. Um does it is it one that doesn't excite you? Is it the very definition of a step backwards? Or is it the chance to get a real quality manager in who's had even more success since the last time we appointed him?
0: Yeah, done. They thought he'd done a good job at Leicester. The fifth in the Premier League, it's one of the most competitive leagues, if not the most competitive league in the world. The top managers want to manage there and the top players want to play there. It's the money league, but it's it's basically a football and Super League these days but Brendan Rodgers' fate at Leicester, it was sort of similar to why he left Celtic in the first place, he wasn't getting funding from the board, whether that's a Rodgers problem or a board problem is something that we will find out soon when Rodgers gets the job he wasn't getting the players he wanted They weren't. I think they'd only signed one or two players this summer before they got relegated from the Premier League so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rodgers but I think the reason a lot of people aren't as excited is because we've seen it before. We we want, because Ange was so new, it was a stab in the dark to grab him in the first place. And there were so many new players, new signings. Uh, and the fact that we're playing amazing football as well, it just made everything all the more sweeter. But for me, on Rodgers, as long as he brings in good top quality players, I don't care if they come from Asia or from England, as long as they're good players, who can take Celtic to the next level, which is ultimately what we want. We want progress, we want a step up in Europe, and we want to be playing good football. So and as long as, as I see that, I will be ha- perfectly happy with Brendan Rodgers as Celtic see, manager. We'll Talk about it,
2: where's bring bringing players in. You've got to remember, he also developed players, you know, who's intru- instrumental. I was getting £25 million for Kieran Tierney. So can he develop this squad? Because there's huge potential in the squad. Can he make these players better and breach that twenty five Because we are still a selling club, you know. Can he take us to that next level? Breach the twenty five million for the next star we sell, and Even then guys, request to be reinvested.
1: Even a guys like a number Scott number Brown. Number. Why they prolonged
0: Scott Brown's career by a good few years when Scott Brown looked sort of down and out? Guys like Carl McGregor they pushed Carl McGregor on. Odds Edward had gone a season or more at Toulouse scoring zero goals. Brendan Rodgers brings him in and turns him into a £20 million Premier League player. And I think he's a record scorer for the fans Under-21s as well. So he he's good at developing players. I don't think we can underestimate that either.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Alan Robertson comes in on YouTube saying, does Rodgers have the gravitas to keep our top stars? Can he make these players even better with his coaching ability? Lawrence, James, you've both already touched on it. I do think that one thing that Rodgers did have going for him very much was his development of players. You touched on a couple there, Edward, Tierney. He does have that going for him. And I think working with the squad that he's got, there are a lot of talented young players within our squad who I think he can make even better who I think he can help reach the next level but that comes back to the first part of Alan's question on the screen does he have the gravitas to keep our top stars now I think a name like Brendan Rodgers probably does have that pool they only need to look at some of the players he's developed some of the success that he's had I think it does have that um, Liam, I'll bring you in on this one because I think there has been a lot of concern amongst the fans about what happens to Angie's signings, what happens to the way that we've been playing. Do the players have some of the players come over here for Ange? We're talking about players like Kyogo, players like Hitate, Maeda, Oh, Kobayashi. Was it Ange that brought them over or was it Celtic? This was discussed slightly by Kevin Graham yesterday as well, who said that. It wasn't particularly Ange. What Ange did was find these players and facilitate the move. But what these players wanted was a move to Europe to test themselves. They got that move. It wasn't particularly Ange that they were here for. It was the move. And maybe then, as a result, it's not particularly the lack of Ange that they would leave again for. They're just happy to be in Europe, playing at a club like Celtic and looking for development, and that can continue under Rodgers. For me, I don't think... Any will particularly leave as a result of Ange leaving. There's some rumour circulating that Hatati might be set to join him at Tottenham. I think that that would probably be a, a move that he couldn't turn down, similarly to the way that Ange couldn't turn it down. But I don't think Ange leaving Liam is going to be the catalyst for some of his signings to leave, is it?
3: Ultimately it will come down to money. But that's the sad reality of it. If Spurs come in and offer 20-plus million for any of our players that are away. That's just, that's the nature of the current footballing economics. Um, And, you know, again, it's unfortunate, but it's just something we have to work with. It's the price of success in Scotland, is that you're going to have teams like Spurs sniffing around our players. But the good thing is that we seem to have moved to a point now where the days of, like, intermediate intermediary clubs taking players to England and then them going to a big club seems to have gone. You know, in the past, like, for example, Virgil van Dijk went to Southampton and then got the move to Liverpool, right? If Hatate goes now, there's talk of him going straight to Spurs, which is, you know, which should be probably a top six team in England when they get their act together. Um... So that's not the intermediary club. We're dealing directly with the big boys now, which means we can ask for bigger fees. Um, you know, I think that twenty-five million for Tierney will be smashed out of the out of the park by whoever we do sell this summer. Um, especially if it's somebody on a longer-term contract.
1: Yeah, I think so, Jane. If we're talking about transfer speculation and people leaving, and the figures of twenty-five million, if you're looking at players like Kyogo. You I don't think there's any way that we should be letting him go for less than 25 million. So that transfer record should be smashed, like Liam has said.
0: Yeah, as long as we're not keeping players who sort of don't want to be here, that's been our problem with Celtic teams, sort of in years gone by. We've kept players didn't want to be here. They've overstayed the welcome, and it's been to the detriment of the team. But also, not to let their contracts run down, leave them with a year left on the deal where you're getting. So a minimal amount compared to what you could have got in the first place. So as long as we're maximising the sell-on value of our players, then I think that should be the sort of main key for Celtic. You look at sort of the teams outside the top five leagues that are pushing on in Europe. They're selling their players at the right time, which allows them to spend more on players, and progressively they can work themselves up. I think Ajax are the prime example of that. They are now buying players for twenty million and flipping them for ninety million in two seasons. So we need to keep our top players but we also need to find a balance where we're maximising the sell on value as well so it'll be its just a very interesting prospect for Celtic over the next few years and it'll be interesting to see how it develops as well as Liam says we're now dealing straight with the big boys we don't need to go through a Southampton or another club before we get there so it shows how good Celtic's recruitment's been in recent years as well and how much the squad's developed teams are taking notice Well, these top six teams are taking our managers and It shows that Celtic are on an upward trajectory at the moment.
1: It certainly seems that way. I want to bring in a comment from Barry James on YouTube. who says, it's the perfect feel-good appointments for me. You've got a professional manager with a wealth of experience and Scott Brown, you can't lose. And I think he's obviously referring to the rumor circulating that it would be Scott Brown coming in as a number two for Brendan. Obviously, we've discussed what Brendan did for Scott Brown's career was absolutely exceptional and I'm sure that they do have a relatively good working relationship that could see them work well together. For me, I think the plan, the primary, first plan, plan A would be to keep John Kennedy. Um, I think Brendan probably liked him. They worked well together. I think his priority, if he was coming in, would be to keep Kennedy as his number two. But if Kennedy is swayed to go with Coglu, would Scott Brown be a good number two? Particularly, you know, During his last season, having Scott Brown on on the pitch is like having another coach at Celtic. He's obviously went on and had some great success with Fleetwood as well. Um, But for me, as much as Kennedy gets a hard time, particularly as he did during Lennon's tenure and then through the 10 games that that he took once Lennon had departed, I think Kennedy's a fantastic coach. Um, You hear it from every single manager that's worked with him. We know that he takes training. We know that he's responsible for that he's been at the club for a long, long time. He knows the club inside out, but he also knows this new system, this new style of play that Ange implemented inside out because it's him running it and training every day. And I think if we're talking about wanting to continue with this project that Ange building, wanting to continue building this team, wanting to continue the style of football that we're all enjoying so much, I think it's important to keep Kennedy in place. And it's something that we touched on at the top of the show, Lawrence, is that... As much as the manager is important, as much as whoever is charged is important, what we've got behind him is equally, if not more so, important because that's where a lot of the work has been done. That's where a lot of the continuity can happen. So for me, I think it's very important that we keep John Kennedy. But if we don't, Lawrence is Scott Brown a good option to come and fill in that position.
2: Listen, but Bruni's doing well where he is would he be interested coming back as an assistant manager losing, you know, a manager now? Maybe, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like it'd be a good move for us, I'm not too sure for him. But although Kennedy and Rogers have worked together, you know, Rodgers worked to take Kennedy with him and can Kennedy not come back? wonder if that's reflected or affected the relationship at all, should they come back? You know, there's rumours that Andrew would like Kennedy to go to Spurs. Uh, whatever it is, you know, it's... It's important we've got continuity and I think the board are, have built that in now because we do realise, you know, we do change managers fairly rapidly and Gordon Strachan's on record saying that at the club that you really only do it for two or three years. That, that's your kind of time lamp. So, we've got, you know, we should be be planning to change every two or three years and having structures in that it. it doesn't put us back to square one It doesn't knock us backwards, that we can do this smoothly, get the right people in and keep winning trebles.
1: James, we've had another couple of comments coming on YouTube in relation to the points that we've just been making about Kennedy. Daniel Brown comes in and says, why keep Kennedy if he's expressed an interest to leave? And Lucy echoes that saying, don't keep anyone that wants to leave. Now, we have talked about it before. We've talked about it even on this show today about the importance of not keeping players if they're looking towards the door, not letting them run down their contract. If they want to leave, leave. And I think over the last season or so, that is something that the club has really implemented strongly, is that if someone doesn't want to be here, then we are absolutely not keeping them. Celtic isn't a club for that. If you want to be at Celtic, that is the key. If you don't want to be at Celtic, we're not interested. John Kennedy has done many, many, many years at Celtic, as we all know. But if he doesn't want to be here now, as much as we're talking about how good he is and important for continuity, how good he will be for the coaching, if he wants to go to Spurs, should we be blocking that?
0: I feel like it's evident that Kennedy wants to get into management at some point in his career. That's a clear aim of his. So if we're not going to offer John Kennedy the certificate job to try and keep him here, then why should we be denying him all that money and the opportunity to be a coach in the Premier League? I feel like there's sort of two options there and I think the most likely option for Kennedy would be to go join Ange at Spurs. It allows Rodgers to get a lot of his own stuff. I'm not too sure who was in his Kennedy role at Leicester. I think it might be Chris Davies who is linked with jobs down south. I'm not too sure Davies would come as part of Rodgers' back te- backing team. But if you're not going to give John Kennedy a Celtic job, which you shouldn't do in the first place, then I think you've got to let him go to Spurs with Ange.
1: Yeah, I think it is starting to look more like that. I agree. I think Chris Davies has actually been um, rumoured to be going to join Ange. Um, so we'll see how that develops. But Liam, would Scott Brown, is this the right time for him to be making a move back towards Celtic? we had another comment come in um, from Mo on YouTube saying Scott Brown would be an appeasement, emotional appointment. Let's leave him at Fleetwood to further develop He has been doing very well at Fleetwood. It's obviously great for us as Celtic fans to see him doing so well. He does hold a special place in all of our hearts and we want to see him succeed in his managerial career and it has got off to a good start. Is it the right time to to pull him out of that and pull him back to Celtic? I don't doubt that one day in the future Scott Brown's ambitions will be to be a Celtic manager. But is right now the right time for him to do that? Has he learnt enough? Has he developed enough? Do we need to leave him a bit longer? Or do we pull him back into a, a number two role and do the succession planning that we've talked about?
3: Ultimately, there's only one way to find out, and that is if we press ahead with him as part of the backroom team now. I, I don't know if I would have Scott Brown straight up as the number two. I think I would prefer him to take on more of the sort of Colo Turi role um you know have rogers and his whoever his assistant is and then have scott brown there as a, a first team coach sort of the the role that harry cool filled last season mm-hmm. um and we still don't know what he's doing there's been no statement with regards to his future yet so that's another facet to all this um just to pick up on a point that a couple of commenters made though um now again Football fans, it's it's all of us. I've spent a lot of time today berating Brendan Rodgers because it's my thing. But, like, we demand loyalty, but at the same time, as Lorden said, we do have a very mercenary attitude when things aren't going well. And what I would say, people are saying, well, if he doesn't want to be here, let him go, right? It's not a binary choice, right? It's like... How many of us, now don't, don't, you know, obviously you don't need to divulge here, right? But I'm sure all of us have been in a point in our careers where we've interviewed for another job while we've had our current job. Doesn't mean we don't like our current job. Just means we're looking at what's available, right? Mm -hmm. And if Kennedy went and spoke to Spurs and decided, nah, I'm quite happy where I am, I would not then join that bandwagon of saying, "Right, kick him out." He's obviously not. Doesn't he want to be here? No, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with exploring your options, especially in a in a career as fickle as football, where you can go from being a hero to being an absolute villain in about ten minutes. You know, <laughs> so mm. it's. I, I, I just think we need to try and, as a fan base, have a wee bit more maturity about that and just appreciate the nuance that. Speaking to another club is not necessarily disloyal.
1: I suppose we could apply the the same logic, James, to to Brendan Rodgers. Just because it does seem so far down the line does not mean that it's going to happen. We saw that with Eddie Howe. Um, We know how this can play out. It can look very, very, very close and not get over the line. So it very might much happen that Brendan Rodgers isn't the person for the job. there would be
0: some way for Brendan to get back at the Celtic fans, <laughs> eh? Stry- string us along for a couple of weeks then say not today.
1: I think that would very, very, very much end any chance he had of ever coming back if he did that again at this stage. But should it not be Brendan Rodgers? Should this fall through for, for whatever reason it may be? Should it not be Brendan Nodger? So There are still other names on the list, aren't there, James? I think the most prominent one of them at the moment is... Maresca, so you know, let's let's talk a bit about that as well. In fact, that it might not be Brendan Rogers. They have spent a lot of the show talking like it's a done deal and by all reports, some very good sources, it does sound like it is Rogers if he wants it. But the other leading candidate at the moment, if he doesn't, is Moresca, who's obviously had a great result recently with Man City winning the Champions League. Um but for the large part of his career, he, he hasn't managed has he? You know, he wasn't very successful in his managerial spell at Parma um, and I think for me I would have some hesitation around support, uh, appointing someone with such little managerial experience. I think the club needs that experience. I think it's very distinct from the coaching experience that Maresca has, particularly if we want to, to progress in Europe this season which I think has to be the ambition, James. Does the Maresca appointment excite
0: you in any way? If this doesn't end up being Brendan Rodgers' job, I think it would be a bit more interesting than Brendan Rodgers coming in, just because yes. we know what to expect with Brendan Rodgers. But with Maresca, I think he's currently in talks with Leicester at the moment to take over Rodgers' old role. But Parma, I think it was three months, twenty-six percent win record. It doesn't really scream out to you. But Parma, I know they had financial trouble. They were in Serie B. They weren't in a very good place anyway. It's a very different job taking on a team like that and then taking on a team where you're expected to dominate. Lennon under Pep, it's no doubt Maresca would want to be implementing a very attacking, free-flowing style of football, which would be easier to implement at a team like Celtic where you're levels ahead of most of their teams in the division. So it would probably be a bit easier for him to get his tactical philosophy across but he's learned under some great managers as well. Manuel Pellegrini at West Ham, he learned under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. So it'll be interesting to see as I think we mentioned earlier in the show, the con the continuity factor. I think Enzo Moresco would provide something a bit closer to that than what Brendan Rodgers would, and the fact that and just stellar football in the city group is very similar to Pep's Pep does a similar sort of thing with the fullbacks coming inside basically playing as central midfielders. So It'll provide a bit of continuity. It would have the City group links as well. Hopefully, you could pick, some, pick up some new Italian um, sign-ins. On it. Celtic taking advantage of the Italian market, another Massimo Donati, <laughs> wouldn't go amiss for me. Mm-hmm. But it'll be another interesting prospect. But I think I would prefer Brendan Rodgers.
1: I think it's something that um, Liam's touched on there as well and that you brought up again, is that you know we need to remember that people talk to more than one club. There is this merry-go-round situation happening at the moment. We're looking at Maresca, but he's looking at, you know, a different job. Brendan is talking to us, but at the same time we hear he's also maybe talking to, to Leeds, which could be an opportunity that would turn his head with all the money that the 49ers are going to put into, into that club. Is that something that perhaps appeals to him more? So it does feel very much all up in the air. There's a few managers are about, there's a few very similar jobs around. And they're all talking to, to the same clubs. So it's interesting to see how that will all fall into place. Another name that's mentioned, um, the Marquee Player Network on YouTube has posted this name a few times, Knutson of Bodo Glimpt. And he's another one that's been making his way up and down the odds tables over the last week or so. We know well too well what he can do. In Europe we saw the games against us. This team looked very, very good. He knows about operating and doing well in Europe on a small budget. But are we putting too much emphasis with him, Lawrence, on his results against us and the way that they played against us in this sort of isolated period of time? Last season Bodo finished sixteen points behind Mulder last year and you know he was he was great against us, but can we judge him on that alone?
2: No, definitely love. Listen, second game, Andrew Drinol, we didn't even play the first round. First game, was, was it five minutes, six minutes scored in? They scored just 55 or something, 56. We equalised the score, eh, sorry, we brought it back to 2-1, went to sleep, they scored. But we played without Yacomacos or Kyogo. You know, I think we had like 67% of the ball or something like that. You know, we dominated possession, we dominated passing. I think we had something like 16 shots to 8 in that game. As much as you know, it was a 3 1 defeat, we played without either of our recognised strikers. I know Liam's going to tell me made as a striker, but you know, <laughs> he, he, he led the line for us in that game. Uh, the, the second game, we didn't even put out the first team. Uh, so, yeah, anyone that's in there, yeah, because of what he done, but we well, can discount the second game, the first game, you've got to go, well, it wasn't the first team that was out. We dominate possession against them, we had more shots. You know, we were a bit unlucky when we got it back to two one. Went to sleep. You know, losing the early goal five minutes in really you're giving yourself. I think it was about five minutes, wasn't it? We we lost the early goals It gives you a lot of claim. So if anyone's saying, yeah, based on what he done against us, watch your games again. Look, look at the stats in the game. You, you, you know. So yeah, I, I wouldn't sign him on that. Uh, I don't think he guarantees you the league, in I think Brendan guarantees you the leak. One thing I would say about Brendan, you know, rumours are initial contact between Brendan and the club was April, towards the end of April. Certainly, you know, it's been out there widely known that they've been talking since last weekend. It's running on a bit now. Mm-hmm. You know, we really kind of need to say, because the has to be kind of other things, you need to say we well, need to give us your commitment. We need to be calling that to a close either end of this weekend or early next and moving on. We don't want another house situation. You need to be saying, look, well, We've had the dance, we've had the chat. Are you joining us or not?
1: Yeah, I think the board were very much burned by Eddie Howe last time, so they'll be very wise to that in whatever discussions are happening this time with Brendan Rogers and potentially other people as well. Um, nuts in for me, Liam. I'm relatively unconvinced. Again, Mareska, relatively unconvinced. Um, I was in Bodo for that second leg game, and that's the last thing I want to remember or rewatch, <laughs> despite um, what the, the comments are saying about how Bodo were playing in that game neither of those appointments really do it for me and is that something you think that we talked about at the top of the show is that working in Brendan's favour um, is it working in his favour that none of the other names being mentioned are that exciting, are those ones that we'd want to go out and grab and say yes you are the person to lead us in the next stage of this journey.
3: So here's the thing though right, for completely different reasons both of those managers excite me more than Brendan Rodgers hmm because, as, as James said, you've got the Citigroup connection with Maresca. He has served under two absolutely world-class coaches. And he will bring a brand of football that is very much the Celtic way. Um, and there's also the potential for tapping into European, you know, Italian primarily, but also other European markets that maybe we haven't been to recently, um, away from the big five. Um, through the Citigroup and I would also say that Parma with the greatest of respect are basically the Rangers of Italy at the moment right they're an utter basket case of a club but their fans still have the same sense of entitlement as they had when they were competing for the for Serie A back in the late 90s before they went bust so there is a very unrealistic expectation on anybody who takes up that job Mm. so if you don't think Maresca is up to the task, fine. But I would say do not judge him on his time at Parma, because that club is a complete mess. Um, and it's really not fair to judge anybody's coaching career on that one on that one job. Um, Knutson, all I'll say is, now you're right, Bodo, the Bodo result was more down to Celtic underperforming than Bodo being a particularly good team, in my opinion. But, they still reached the last 16 of the European, of the Europa League. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, Bodo Glimpter to a team that most people haven't really heard of. So to take an unknown team to the last 16 of a European competition, regardless of how you got there, that tells me you've got some chops as a coach. Um, and again, the Scandinavian market is one that we have tapped into occasionally in the last few years, mostly successfully. And I would like to think that someone who has knowledge of that side of things would open up another market. At the end of the day, both of the managers excite me because they open up new opportunities that I don't necessarily think Brendan Rodgers does.
1: Yep, it's a, a good point. I think it's interesting the show today. We've had a few different views, both in the comments and from the contributors about the reappointment, potentially, of Rodgers. But whoever it is, um, I'm sure we will be finding out very shortly especially with the transfer window opening um, I don't want to finish the show without talking about some of the transfer speculation because um, that, that is still going on um, we are looking to appoint a new manager but we do have the usual transfer speculation as well and one of the players that has been linked um, James yesterday or over the last couple of days Odin Thiago-Holm a 20 year old midfielder who's playing in the Norwegian League and um, James, thoughts on him as a
0: potential signing? Yeah, so he would be coming from Valarenga. They're just outside the relegation zone in Norway. I've done a bit of reading on him, a couple of scout reports. He's, He seems like a very similar mould to what Cal McGregor currently is in the Celtic team. His main sort of strengths are progressing the ball out from the defence, but he perhaps needs a bit more work on his defensive capabilities, despite being what looks like a number six. So with him coming into what is already a stacked midfield makes me think someone has to go. So who that is, it will remain to be seen. But an interesting little tidbit, his middle name is Tiago, which isn't a particularly Norwegian name, but he changed his name in 2017 because he was inspired by the Liverpool centre midfielder Tiago. His parents allowed him to change his middle name. So make of that what you will. It seems like we've got a little bit of a nutter coming in in the midfield, but if he's a good player, we've seen some of the players that Norway have developed in recent years, like you have your Odegaard, your Haaland's. There's some good players in that national team. Celtic, I've seen them in the past with the likes of Christopher Aya, So we could have a real good player coming in.
1: Um. Yeah, no, interesting bit of trivia there. Thank you for that one. I think, Lawrence, is there any risk for a player coming into a manager, who, uh, to a club who doesn't have... A manager, we saw it just before Ange Postecoglou came in, the couple of signings that were made prior to his arrival, didn't really get a run in the team, didn't really cut it in his side. I think for a player, if I was a player looking to sign for a club, I'd see a bit of risk there, signing for a club where a manager is yet to be appointed. I think I'd want to wait. I think I'd want to see if the manager wants me because worst case scenario, you know, you're signing for a club, a manager's appointed and they decide you're not their kind of player.
2: Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. It's risky. Some players, you know, have done negotiations when they're having managers like Dembele, really work for him. But I think that's kind of probably the exception that, that proves the rule. It's a definite risk coming in. You don't know who the manager's going to be, if you're going to get on them personally, if you like she's a player or not. It's all right saying, you know, we're going to keep a style and a way of playing a Celtic. But that can be nuanced depending on the manager and, and what let's face it sometimes if the manager just doesn't like you face doesn't fit you're not playing so yeah i don't think he's been brought in as a starter though because as james has touched upon the we've got loads of number sixes he's got what Callum. he's got a water arguably matter i leave maybe need to get out of the way so he's maybe he's one for the future maybe that's what they're looking at there he's somebody for the future not necessarily for the first time
1: could be um Liam obviously we've seen rumors regarding Aaron Moy and his potential retirement he's certainly a player that I wouldn't like to lose and is definitely a player that I think has a lot that he can offer us going into next season as well. So I hope that is very much just one of these rumours that does the rounds in these transfer windows. But in terms of the the midfield, it does seem to be an area we're relatively covered in, doesn't it? Yeah, um,
3: on the Aaron Moy thing, I'll just employ a wee bit of my journalistic experience here. Um, As a general rule, and this is not always the case, but as a general rule, I don't believe a story until I've read it from at least three or four unique, unconnected sources. That Aaron Moy story has appeared in multiple publications, but they are all recycling the same initial report. So basically, we've got one guy in Australia saying, I think this is what's happening with Aaron Moy. It was a speculative article, and our press, ever eager to try and sabotage Celtic, have leapt on it. Um, There is, I mean, it might be true, but I am not inclined to believe it, Because it is just one story that has been regurgitated and recycled and, frankly, um, stolen by some other media outlets to try and get clicks.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, we definitely hope that one is not true because I'm a big fan of Adamoy and hope to see him feature next season. That's our one-up. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. It passes so quickly when there is so much to talk about. I'm sure there will be plenty more to talk about at tomorrow's built-in at half past 12. Again, so much can change in 24 hours. By then we might even have a managerial appointment. We will see, but tomorrow there will be a new set of contributors to discuss that. So for now, thank you for joining. Thank you for everyone in the comment section. Um, we're up at about 1,300 viewers live there, so thank you everyone who Tuned in for that one, and thank you to everyone who's watching and catch up as well. But, James, Liam, and Lawrence, thank you for joining me this afternoon on A Celtic State of Mind.
3: Podcast Network.